Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm Bankali Mokwede and today we're going to be talking about episodes 8 and 9 of You Season 4. We're going to have quite a bit of stuff to get through. And joining me in this glass cage, she's the only person I will ever ask for ketamine. Guys, it's Priscilla! Priscilla, how are you doing? Uh, I'm right. These episodes have traumatized me. <laughs> I don't know what to think. I hope you know that if you're going to bump the train, like you have to go in the larger place, right? Like, well, not that I'm trying to promote bumping the train, but like everybody knows that, right? Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I was really watching. I was like, girl, like, what are we doing? Like, you don't go through the one, you go through the one that has like space for. Um, hand luggage. Like I don't know. This is just this is common. Everybody knows this, right? Like, like, you, know you don't go through the single this space. This is what I would say because I've never done it. So I'm thinking as if if I was doing it, I would go for one with more than single space. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, I've never done it. Um, I'm a lawful citizen. I buy my tickets on train line. Um, but other websites are available. Um, but like if you're gonna bump train line, would you not be better? Like, would you not think smarter? Yeah, you go through because that one takes. It takes longer to close. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not trying to promote any... This is not the podcast for that. Our last episode on you was it was, it, was already risky enough. Um, we're going to talk about, like I said, what's going on you, season four, episodes eight and nine. We'll hopefully have the finale out in a couple of days. Um, some quick, quick, quick admin. Mandalorian, we're doing that. Those are out on Fridays. Priscilla and Ibebe are talking about the Mandalorian season three. You season four part two. You're listening to it. There are previous episodes from the earlier part of the season. You can go listen to that as well. Um, Ted Lasso back next week. We'll be discussing that. Um, Yellow Jackets on Succession return at the end of the month. We'll be talking about those definitely in one way or another. So as always, please, please, please rate and review. Give us five stars on Spotify. Please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, follow us. Oh. Earlier this week, Cocaine Bear. We spoke about Cocaine Bear. Please check that out as well. Um, let's go straight into our discussion, Priscilla, because we kind of have some stuff we have to get through. So episode eight, titled Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? Written by Cara Lee Cothran and Marin Reed and directed by Rachel Leiterman. And episode nine, titled She's Not There, written by Hilary Benefield and Amanda Johnson, Zeta Sturm, and directed by our boy Penn Badgley. Um, oh, sorry, one piece of quick of admin before I forget. Um, this is the second pod I'm recording today, so that's stressful. But what's not stressful is the pod I recorded. That was with Haja from the Downtime with Haja podcast. We spoke about Fleischman is in Trouble, the limited series now on Disney+, Plus, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, um, Adam Brody, Josh Radner. Please check that out. I really, really like that show. And we spoke about that show at length. So uh, let's talk about you. I'm going to start with episode. I want to focus on episode eight, really, for the majority of this conversation, for obvious reasons. And I want to talk about two main things. So I think we'll probably try on both our like stupid, fun hat and our serious, serious hat. Um, but I'm going to let you run ISO for a bit, using your professional expertise. And we talked on this a bit last episode when we were talking about Moon Knight and um, DID representation. What did you think of the Joe Reese reveal? <laughs> oh, dear me. 
Not that sad. Oh my god, that's okay. This is I tried watching this head empty, no thoughts. And it worked for about 15 minutes. And then I kept watching and I'm like, okay, this is not a disservice to the actors. I think Penn and the guy who played Reese did a very good job of what was given to them. So this is not to them. But it felt like... I don't know. It felt like they were explaining away what he was doing. But then a lot of the ideas trauma induced and it never tapped into exactly why he did what he did in terms of the core reason why. Like, we got to see him do all these killings and mm-hmm. they said that he doesn't want... Actually, let me not even lie. In the first episode when we discussed you, actually it was the pre- the premiere episode when we were talking about like what we think. And I said he's mm-hmm. going to fight himself. I was right. <laughs> you were you were right. Like I was right. I knew they were gonna go I had a feeling that they're gonna have to go down this train at some point where he's gonna have to fight figuratively himself. But I felt like there was no core reason as to why he had created these personalities mm-hmm. or these identities. There was like why did it take for what happened with love to make him do that? What was it about love and what happened there and Marianne that made him do that? Do you know what I mean? I never got the reason as to why, because at least with Moon Knight, there was, you understood exactly why he, why Mark did, or Mark or, you know, Stephen Grant, why he created these identities and why he, he has these alters and why he flits between both because he was protecting his younger self. Whereas with Joe, I didn't get that at all like, what was it about that incident like because you can have a trigger point and that was his trigger point but what was it about that specific trigger point that made you do that and create these altars and to completely remove yourself and have this altar and live this life as this man and do this because then they try to um, flirt with the idea that or maybe that he always had this problem but then oh i didn't even take that seriously no i like i wasn't taking it seriously like, I, I was trying not to take it seriously but Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I couldn't but then you know because I do this as a job so in my head mm. I'm like I don't mind people using okay I hate this is why I didn't want this show to do this <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, it, it's 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 something like this specific disorder this illness is or mental health issue it's something so serious and it's played around too much in the media and I, I hate watching it and I was really hoping mm-hmm. and willing they weren't going to do it because it's not, you can't do an easy gotcha because it's going to be uncomfortable to watch for a lot of people. It's going to be like, oh, you're falling back to the old stereotype. And that's uncomfortable to watch. And I was trying to, you know, mm-hmm. do my typical head empty watching it, but I couldn't because <laughs> I was like, this is so bad. No, 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 I agree with you. I mean, to clarify, what I meant, I meant as in, I wasn't taking their... Um, them floating the idea that it has been there for a while like, seriously yeah my, the problem with the DID thing was that like I said last episode was that if you're gonna go something this serious you kind of have to back it up which is why I'm glad that you're on this podcast actually so you can use your medical expertise to explain it as in I think my problem with the reveal even removing medical stuff is that like I said Hajan mentioned it to me before which was like oh he's receiving a real person and in those like and at that point when I thought it was never gonna happen I kind of expl- I was like, no, that, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical, right? So it's weird if you're not coming from there, then it actually works. And you're like, oh, wait, no, but mm, I don't. I've thought about all the reasons why it won't make sense. And now you're doing it. I'm just like, it seems like a 
kind of like a cheap reveal or a cheap twist. Also, because I really like the idea of Reese being a real, real killer. Yeah. I like the idea of him mirroring Joe. And so I don't think, yeah, it's not something that I'm not particularly fond of this twist, if that makes sense. It was so, like, oh. I was so gutted because I was like, oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) Because it's like, if in doubt, DID every time Mm. when it comes to serial killers. And it's not to say, because not all serial killers have the idea, not all people who have the idea are serial killers. I don't mind it if you're trying to do that with Joe. Um, But at least have, like, make the trigger point make sense. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to do in season four. That's the problem. Yeah, why not It's a weird thing to be like, all of a sudden now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it was, so the trigger in this point is that he hurt Marianne, which is not even on the top 20 list of things that, bad he's things that done, he's done. that was bad. Like, this shouldn't really be the thing that triggers him. Didn't he kill the, did he kill the boy? He didn't kill the boy in season one, did he? Did he? I don't think so. Did he? Or did he kill Zach Cherry's character? The, like, the other, I don't know. He's shot dumb things. He's hurt people that were genuinely close to him. It just seemed, yeah, I don't know. Like, even if, if you were going to go so far as to maybe tie to something in his childhood, like with his mom or something, maybe we could buy that. Like, he killed his dad. Like, he's done things that are legitimately more acceptable as trigger points than just breaking Marianne's arm. That's my thing. I feel like I the, the one thing that would make trigger point, I would make sense, it would be the love situation and killing love. If that mm-hmm. was the trigger point, that would make sense. I would completely understand it if they root it back well, I mean, to childhood. They do, they do flirt with that, though. I, I think. Yeah, they flirt Reece with it. it little, like, yeah, Reese says it, but I feel like if it was the prominent reason, like you know, with Moon Knight, the prominent thing was his mum was, yeah. was abusing him, and you saw the exact incident of when she did it, and the exact incident of when he started creating his altars to basically comfort himself. So the idea of him having an altar to protect himself from what he did makes the actual theory and logic behind it makes sense the trigger point mm. was very odd because i'm like if it was that he had mm-hmm. to kill love and do all these things and that's what triggered him and you make you make it clear that's the core reason and not marianne's arm breaking and i'm like okay i i mm-hmm. still think it's stupid but it makes sense i can i can drive with it but well, it's it's yeah, it's stupid in a way we can accept it because then it's yeah, just it's like, a okay, stupid accept- it makes sense in that it happened stupid. end of last season. Exactly. Yeah, we're like, okay, and he's been doing this since the end of last season. Now it just seems like... Like, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, it just, it, it seems like it he's so fine late. up to the point where Marianne breaks arm. Exactly, and he did it so late. So you've got mm-hmm. three episodes to flesh out dissociative identity disorder. It's impossible. You can't do it. That You can't. Like I was, I was really reckoning with it, and I was like, "The thing is, what makes this even weirder is that Penn's probably one of the best actors you have to to tackle something like this, and he's the one person I'll trust with this sort of storyline if you were going to do it properly. Like I wouldn't mind it being Penn because Penn can handle it. But I'm like, I I think I just preferred the idea if the, if the thing was two serial killers going up against each other, I would I would rather Reese just be an actual person. Oh yeah, I mean. We, we were in love with that in part one. Just the fact that yeah. like, it could be a way to investigate more about Joe and all exactly. that. Exactly. Like, I um, don't mind if you had the same sort of... Like, make, if you did this whole thing where you make the audience, convince the audience that Joe... Like, if they did a thing where you've convinced the audience 
throughout part one. You didn't have the Reese reveal of Reese doing it in part one. That you're now questioning if Joe's actually done it. And then in in this part, we now find out it was actually Joe didn't do it. We've been psyched and been punked. It was Reese all along. Reese was a real person. That's a better twist and that's something they've not done before. And I was actually quite happy with the end of part one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, Reese has been killing all these people and all this stuff. And now it's Joe using Reese as an altar, you know, killing people. And I'm like, damn, like, and then it really annoyed me. I thought he had growth and he had no growth. I think I that's what's annoyed say, me more. I was going to say, do you remember when you were like, oh, is, well, well, actually, to be fair, when we were like, is Joe growing in part one? He didn't then, grow at all. <laughs> he shrunk. No, he shrunk. Like the way he, he was killing shrunk. these people. <laughs> Do you know, Priscilla, do you know who, who grows and shrinks? Uh, I don't know where you're going to go with this. I'm going to vomit here. Mr. Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> where, where did you think I was going with that? What, like, I was, it was part of Mr. Fantastic casting. Where did you think I was going with that? Oh, Jesus I don't Christ. know. I hope, wherever um, you are, I, I, I hope, you know, Sarah, you know, the lovely casting lady at Marvel, please don't use this as um, pen showreel. Let's not use this as pen showreel. Pen no, acting. I mean... Pen's acting very well. Yeah, I was like, that's not like he's... No, he's his acting modulation of his well. voice. He's doing it very well. Like, well, like we don't have, I don't think I have any problem with it. Okay, let's not let's not spend 15 minutes sitting <laughs> on, on this twist because, yeah, we don't like it. But, you know, this is the thing about a show like you. I don't like this thing, which is almost a central point of, of, of the reveal of the episode of the season. But I like so many other things in, in this episode. And I actually do still like the show. It's still, I still enjoy this season, even though I have this one thing that I'm just objectively angry with. Which is the second thing I want to talk about. So, the Erotomania reveal that <laughs> Joe has that, I don't know, condition, whatever, I don't know mm. what you call it, for the real Reese Montrose. I really liked that reveal. I really liked that. I like the fact that he never changed. He's still obsessive. He's keep, like, he's just, we just, he's just been stalking Reese for like five months. He's keeping his gym. T- like, it's just, it's so perfect. It's so in line with the Joe Goldberg we know. I love, I love that reveal. It's like, it was literally an episode of two reveals for me. I hated the first one, but I loved the second one. I just, yeah. I just like, oh, I was like, oh, this is, this is the guy we know. Isn't you know, it? yeah, you're right. Cause you know, I was, when I started getting annoyed and I had to like suck myself up, I'm like, this is not, a HBO-led production, like, shut up, Priscilla. Just watch it. <laughs> you cannot be more than what you are. Just can, take you know, it. You can only be what you are. <laughs> Just take it as it is. Um, and then I watched it, and I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like, Penn delivered this so well. And the guy who mm-hmm. plays Reese delivers it so Ed. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to call a spade a spade, like, in French, uh, there's a, a saying about... I think it's your real moving reference. I'm like, oh, my days, I can't believe someone says stuff, something my mum says. Um, when you call a cat a cat, if a cat's a cat's a cat. Um, and I'm going to call a spirit spirit. That was a very good acting from Reese. That Reese guy, he had me. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. It felt like I was watching Fight Club. I was like, yeah, you, you got me. You got me, Brad Pitt, British Brad Pitt. You got me. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, a, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to do this without the DID twist. I'm sure there is. And still keep the Erotomania reveal. But I just really like the idea that Joe has been creating this relationship with this guy. The whole time. The whole time. And like, he, he didn't ask questions like, did Joe even just like, like, is there a reason that he's working so close to Malcolm and living so close to Malcolm and Kate considering the fact that they, he probably knows that they're friends with Reese. Is that his way of like, 
it, it just I just really liked I like that twist a lot. I just because it's just exactly I guess maybe because now he's obsessing over a man, which is different from what obviously we've seen Joe do the last few seasons. It was um, nice. It was nice. I'm like, you know, sometimes do the men folk. Leave the women alone. <laughs> sometimes obsess over a man. It was quite nice. It was a nice change. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really, I just, I don't know. Because I, I remember, obviously, like you said, I'm angry for, the, I'm angry for so many reasons. I'm angry for the fact that I don't think they're doing, for, to my limited knowledge, they're doing dirty justice. I'm also angry because I don't think it makes story sense. Um, I'm angry because Haja predicted it, which is annoying already on its own. <laughs> um, so you're, I'm, I'm angry throughout that. And then I think in the last 10 minutes, Reese reveals the error to me. And I'm like, and I, I feel myself like get energized. I was like, oh, I like, I like this. I like where this could go. This is actually a good reveal that I like that he just loves him and he's been listening. Like when you see the, his book, the way he, he was, he was, he was studying for coursework, the way he like, he's highlighted his entire book. I was just like, oh my God, Joe, <laughs> you fucking psychopath. There's really no salvation for you. It's just so bad. You know, it was so, it was actually so funny. Like, I burst out laughing. I felt so sorry for the person sat next to me because I kept laughing. I mean, I was like, yeah, I just, I really, I really liked it. Um, I don't know, is there anything in episode eight we need to touch on before we move to episode nine? I don't think so. I think, I think we, I think the twist was the main thing. Yeah, I think that's why I broke it down to those two twists and depending on what, what you think of either. And I'm, look, I'm sure a lot of people would, and this is not a criticism to anybody that enjoys our first twist. I think lots of people will enjoy it. I think it's, I don't, I don't necessarily think everybody has the responsibility to think about this kind of things in the larger scale, like DID representation and things like that. That's, that can be on everybody to do. So they might just like it for what it is. I'm interested to see how actually how this twist will play for people that have to wait a month for the reveal. Do you know what? It's going to be really interesting. And, because just last year we had Moon Knight. I know we keep referencing it, but we had Moon Knight, and that was really mostly well received um, by everyone. Because um, it's the first time that I could tell that they took time and effort with doing a storyline mm. like this, and the actors and everyone was really trying to make sure that they are conveying a story that's rooted towards to the character and obviously to the comics and you know what we know of his background but try to make it do it sensitively so i think mm-hmm. we all enjoyed it um but i think i mean there are some people who are into that whole like true crimey thing so those sort of people are gonna think i'm gonna i'm gonna really like it um, but it'll be very interesting to see the natural discourse around the eighth episode to see what people actually think about it. Because I think um, it's where the season flips on its head. Because I think mm-hmm. it was like an... I would give it an eight out of ten throughout. Even six and seven had me at an, it was at an eight at that point. It was like an eight out of ten were, were there. I was thinking that we're probably going to end on the eight and now it's pushed down to maybe a seven, seven and a half, uh, which is still pretty high. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting because I feel like there's going to be a massive divide in where people, it's going to be like, you know, One Division, you know, the last episode of One Division, some people really loved it and then some people really hated it. Like, and especially with people the twist. People really loved the last episode of One Division. Yeah, some people really liked it, some people really didn't like it, especially like with the Like the part where Wanda and Agatha are throwing things at themselves in the sky. Yeah, because it was actually very mixed. I was quite surprised. Like, people I, didn't like, really like the ending. I love WandaVision. I love it so much. I love the first 
eight and a half episodes. I just, I just didn't really like them to the end. Of the film. Yeah, you see what I mean. And I, I, I love. I, I can't explain how much I really loved the first, the beginning of Wonder. I really love Wonder Vision. I love what they did. I just did not like the last fight. That I thought was, like the last fight really affected things. Yeah. The first six was best television I ever watched. That sitcom stuff. Oh, they had me. Ah, oh, those guys were Lizzie. They were doing some stuff. Uh, speaking of Lizzie, Love and Death, April. We'll be covering that on the podcast. Okay, so, <laughs> um, I mean, just going off what you said earlier, the show it's still it's still doing the core things well. I think it's still a fun show. I think yeah. we are, for better or worse, we are hung, hung up on this like the intellectual debate of this twist, right? Whether it actually works. I think that's where you and I are really stuck. I think that's kind of where more was as well, the intellectual and emotional debate. I think I can't really judge it as a twist just because I'm, I'm thinking about all these things, which is why I want to see what people think when it actually comes out that people hijack called it, which is just surprising. It's generally surprising to me because nobody else has said, said this to me. Um, she, <laughs> obviously now it's too late, but she's, we spoke today and she knew I was recording on you and she asked me if she was right. I flat out lied to her. I was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> So, how do you feel this thing? I apologize. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm I'm intrigued to know how it will play. But my point is that like, I still think I still think it's a good season. I, st- I still think it's probably one of the, their best seasons. I'm still enjoying it as a fun season of TV. It's just this one. It's this one twist that we're having. I'm bumping up against not because of the twist itself, but because of the, the care in which they, they they handled it. In my opinion. But let's talk about episode nine. And Joe and Reese get to some up to some shit in episode nine, which I don't really think is actually important because Joe is he's trying to free Marianne and also get a passport and whatever. We don't talk about that. I want to talk about Kate and her dad in episode nine. Yay. Because I was having so when they're having this I'm having shades of Yasmin at the end of season two of industry. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, ooh. And then this is all before Greg Kenya is like. I've been the one doing every, and I was like, "Oh, this is literally Yasmin and her dad." Yes. This is, I was like, because earlier I was like, "Oh, yes, Kate is who Yasmin thinks she is," and then he drops the bombs, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking hell, this guy has just been in no, control, when hasn't he?" Said he? that my mouth was wide open. You remember when you found out that Thanos was behind everything? <laughs> That's what it felt like. I thought, "Damn, he should do nothing for herself." Nothing. Do you know how? Do you know? What it is? I was actually deep in. I was watching it, and I deeped it. Can you imagine? You think you've left your father's, you know, lair, mm-hmm. his control, and you thought you've achieved everything. Even the flat you've obtained is not in your name. It's he, 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 he did it. Like everything she's done is tainted, and I've never felt so yeah, sorry. It's, for a, it's so much worse. Yeah, because Yasmin is just Yasmin is just an idiot. Yasmin is just stupid. Love you. Well, you're stupid because she's like literally living in her father's house, like her money. She's in her father's account, and she still thinks yes, she's independent. Kate has moved everything. everything. Like she's literally using a different name, different country, not, different name. And her father is still like protecting her boyfriend from sexual assault. I'm just like, oh wow. And the fact she didn't even know either. Ah, oh. that's the thing. She did not know. She didn't know about these things. And because uh, obviously last week I was like, or last episode I was like, oh, I saw them more of like Logan Roy, and then the Logan Roy came out in this episode. You're like, oh, this is why they, this is why they hired Greg. Yeah, it's just like, 
watching like i'm gonna give you three days and i'll be back like let's go this is it's like what in the name of the me too do you think i was just like oh my i feel so bad for cat i don't know what she does next but i feel so bad for her yeah literally it's when he said, I'll see you in New Jersey. I thought, yeah, you can't even let this girl marinate in what you've just dropped on her lap. The last 10 or so years of her life have been a lie. And you and we know because she's obviously opened up to Joe. Joe. Joe Jonathan, whatever he's called himself now. Joe, please, it's Joe. Joe. What, she opened up to him about how much she values her independence and how much she wanted to get out of her father's control. And to now mm-hmm. have that dropped. And I was like, damn. I wanted to give her a hug. I'm like, girl. <laughs> The way he was dismissing her gallery, it was just like your little gallery thing. I was just like, your oh, little wow. gallery, yo. She's like, you have six, you have six other kids. Why are you disturbing me? Why like, are you disturbing my peace? I love piece? you the most. I was like, fair enough. You know, fair enough. You know, that's fair that's enough. that's his favorite. He said it was it was given. He said I have my favorites, and I will not, I will not hide it. I was like, fair it was given um, Logan Roy and um, what you call it? Oh, she, now his name's and, oh, now his name's gone up my head. Jeremy Strong's character. Why is his name? And it's oh, my Kendall. Little, there we go. That's my little meow meow, Kendall Roy. But you could tell that like Logan Roy yeah, hates Kendall, but rates Kendall simultaneously. Yeah, I was gonna that, say like he would never tell Kendall that you're my favorite. That I would never. You're my to. favorite, but you know that's his favorite. Because I'm like, damn, like you can if you if you if you love her, then how do you treat the ones who are not your favorite? If this is how she's treated, bro. Genuine question. <laughs> It was like, they're all greedy and stupid. I was like, oh, wow. Ooh, what do you have wow. to do? Like, do you talk to them? I was like, wow. Wait, we haven't even talking about the fact that he killed Adam. Yo. Yo. That actually, was let's, a bump. Let's I was like, that. what? Let's get into that. I almost forgot about that. I was like, because I thought, I honestly thought it was Kate. I thought Kate had sent someone to like, no, kind of like I knew it wasn't Adam her. Out. I knew it wasn't her. Because I kept watching it yet. And I was like, I look at Lucas J. Gage doing another sex thing again, but not on HBO this time. And then, then he went too wrong. Then he went really wrong. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Is he? He's not surviving this. The way they kept talking, I was like, oh, he's not surviving this. He's not surviving this. He's not surviving this. Well, you actually thought he was gonna die? No, because I kept thinking, this is too perfect. I could sense something was gonna go wrong, but I didn't know what exactly was gonna go wrong. Yeah. Well, I just thought they were going to intimidate him. I didn't know they were actually going to kill him. No, I had a weird feeling in my stomach that was going to happen. Because I'm like, everything has been going his way too much that they're going to have to... Something has to give. He's now convinced Thingy to marry him. So I'm like, oh... Then, you know, when he got tied down, that's when I knew. I said, oh, yeah, this is is going wrong. This is is not going to be the BDSM, Fifty Shades of Grey fun thing that you thought it was going to be. You're going to get shanked. Head, you got shanked. Oh, what a way to go. Idea. Can you imagine uh, the person finding you there? Yo! And that's how you go. That's not a good way to die. Oh my God. I love how her dad is like, Greg Kinnear is like, but you wanted me to do it. You mentioned his name and your mom. <laughs> like, you were basically giving, and she was like, what the fuck? I was just venting to you. What? I did not say go kill my best friend's husband. Oh my god! So funny. Speaking of speaking of her best friend, Phoebe is in a mental institution. She is having a men- a crisis, a midlife crisis. Like I get it, everyone around you is dying. Life is for the living, baby. <laughs> I get it. Like she's the one person I related to the entire show. I'm like, oh, I get it. There's something about you. You know, you experience loss yet, and you're clocking too much loss around you. Mm. And then at that point, I actually related because I think I became more chaotic. 
<laughs> after this period, so I was kind of like, you know what? Well, I ain't gonna be here for much. I'm here for a good time, but you know, let me let me do you- let me do stuff that I wouldn't usually do. So now. I'm- Imagine if you had access to all the drugs, as she says. She says she's she's on all the pills. So imagine if you had access, like she. Oh my god, poor woman. All the pills, the champagne. She was on every pill, yeah. every sort of prosecco, every sort of rosé, everything. It's I funny because I think every time we saw her, she had a drink in her hand. Yes. Because she had a drink getting the dress. She had a drink at the engagement party. She had a drink after the wedding. No, you're right. She was. They really said she's an alky. They said she's going through it, man. <laughs> That was me during 2020, didn't even lie. Never lie. There was a glass of wine. Well, luckily you had a more positive ending than than I did. Um, Oh, poor girl. I really love the actress who plays her. Like, mm -hmm. she plays, like, that's a good ditty. Like, I would like a show just watching Phoebe. I love her, like, I I loved love. But in different way, like I loved love. You loved love. No, not in that way. In the sense of like, she's such a sicko. That I kind of want to watch her. What 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 else oh. goes on in that head? Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't. You know, she didn't appeal to me as a person because she's not a good person. She ain't a good woman. Beautiful woman, but she ain't a good woman. But she's just more. She's so interesting that I would love. Like you had an episode where she's doing the monologues, like Joe, to know where mm-hmm. her head's going. Because I'm like, you're. You have such an interesting mind. And in the same way with Phoebe, in a different way, I love her because I would just love to watch a, like, a, like a 30 minute special on just Phoebe. Like, what does she do? What does she think? Like, what does she do with herself? I don't think she thinks about much. At least not, not right now. Right? She's just trying to stay alive. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> speaking of love, I love, I love the fact that, uh, so Joe is obviously having his mental breakdown and he sees, um, Beck. what's her name? No, the first person, the one he killed in oh. this season. Um, um, Gemma. Gemma. What did Gemma say? You couldn't even give me the distance of a, of a good porking? Yeah, oh my something, something I, was like, I was like, this girl, this woman, you need, you do need help. Um, <laughs> no, but so he sees Gemma, he sees Beck, and he only, like, he only loses his shit when he sees love. Like, he only, it's only when he sees love, he's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, bro, you just saw Beck, who you killed like four years ago. Like, why is, why wasn't that the thing that broke you? Like, you see Love reading no, it because, like, what's, the, what's going the on? The way Love traumatized this guy. <laughs> true, true. Because can you imagine? True. Yeah, do so funny. I think Penn Badgley said it in an interview um, when he was in the press junkie for the part one, and it's actually so true. How, like, he meets someone who is just like him and he's disgusted by it. <laughs> because he thinks he's better than, he thinks he does know who he it's is, so right? Like, that's kind of what Reese is telling him. He's like, what are you doing? This is who you are. Just yeah, that, like, can we be so, ourselves? It's so funny him seeing love and him being absolutely repulsed by it. And I'm like, she's mm-hmm. you. Hey, you. That's you. Hey, you. <laughs> him saying <laughs> in this episode was was very very scary. When he says it to to um, Kate, I was like, oh, Yo! I forgot. I forgot about that. I did not miss that. Pen Badgley does that so well. I feel like. He can never say you again. That word, he can never say it again. He needs to remove that from his lexicon. Do you know the word Sue Penvaggi? Like, I find Sue Penvaggi bearded and it's ruined him now because I can just, I just see him killing people with a beard. Because you know when he's Joe and he's clean shaven, I can remove it in my head that it's not yeah. him. But he looks like him, like he usually does. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is a pen badly killing people. What's, what was this, man? He's not literally killing people, but I can't remove. There's no self removal anymore. It's just there now. 
and I don't know what to think anymore. I was so excited before we started, you know, when we did the premiere episode and stuff and we're talking about mm-hmm. it. Now I'm not. It's ruined it for me now. It's ruined it. When he plays Mr. Fantastic, I need him to be clean shaved. Oh, no. Ugh, no. Do you remember how Joe looked in like seasons one, two, three? He looked, no. Yeah, let him no. look like that as Joe Goldberg. Now they've ruined my pen fantasy now. It's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. What, what if he cuts his hair? So not like, like, if he cuts his hair a bit as well, it might, he it might change. But he looks so good with his hair cut and beard. You don't understand. It's, it's, it's so irritating. I was happy. You want to carve out five minutes to, to go through this because it looks like you're, you're going through I it right I'm half, I was going through something watching episode nine. I thought, damn it. Do you want to therapize you? Do you have do you have thoughts? Do you want to share your thoughts? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm gonna be okay. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I've got a KA in the fridge. I'll drink that KA and I'll calm down. Like I've said several times this episode, we didn't. I we didn't like the the twist, but I'm still like I'm excited to see what happens in the finale. I'm still enjoying the season. I think it's our thing where you just kind of like okay, turn off. Okay, just throw it to the side. This is what they did it, and we just have to move on. Um, obviously, we spoke about Joker last episode. And I was just like, that was a lot. Just, that was different, I guess. I don't know. But this is you, and I'm just like, I again, there's a limit to how seriously I'm gonna take you. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just no, not. you're right. Like, do you know what? Oh, it's so dumb because I was trying. To, you know, when you watch this show, yeah. I I, I always watch this show with head empty, and then sometimes the film Twitter part of me leaps out. And then I'm like, no, put, like, shut up. Like, actually, Be back in. <laughs> like, go, go back in. in. Just watch the show as it is. It's a dumb show that was on Lifetime, for goodness sake. It was actually Lifetime. on Lifetime. So, that like, being said, Unreal was on Lifetime and I loved Unreal. Anyone who hasn't seen Unreal, please go check it out. Because I don't know. Like, I was just like, just watch it for what it is. Like, you know, just take it at yeah. its value. And you know what? I don't think we're we're never going to be happy with the twist, no. but we can appreciate everything else around it. Yeah, I can appreciate the acting around it. I can appreciate. I love the camera work with, with the twister. That was a really that was actually really good. Um, like watching him like in that dream was so funny. Speaking of camera work, I really so you know when Marianne has been locked in the room for a while mm. in the cage, and then the music comes and then it starts like editing to show time passing mm. and that is what i want from you that's like the pulpy stupid fun i want from you like it was just like it was just fun i was like i like this sequence i just really like the sequence the editing to the music the transitions everything was just was just, was just nice um i'm talking about nadia because nadia is currently running to wait no we end with with um marianne she's taking the pills isn't she? she's overdosed and I think Nadia is running to the to them, and Joe is already there. So I guess we'll find out what happens in the finale. Um, Nadia, man, you cannot bomb train on the small turnstile. You just can't. Also, if you see she a police, was not smart. If you see a police guy and you have a knife and you're about to bomb train, take the bus, walk, go beg I, for coins, man. Nadia, what are we doing here? I like, this is a rookie rookie error. Hey, you're bumping train in front of the Metropolitan Police. What, what are we doing here? You have a knife. You're not even you. white, Nadia. What are we That's doing? That's what I'm I'm glad you said that because now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a rant. You are an <sighs> ethnic minority. You're seeing a Metropolitan Police officer there 
in your right mind, for someone as smart as you are, who says, recite Shakespeare, recites Oscar Wilde, you dog on your, <laughs> your rich man, all this stuff. Why did you not think and have common sense? Because this is why common sense is not common. You not think, hang on a second. If me, a brown woman, is attempted to go on a train and I've got a, sh- a knife on, I not say shank, I've got a knife on me, let me pay. Well, I think she tried to pay, but she didn't have money. So like, we can allow for that. Yeah, but then go on the bus. That's my point, exactly. Like, yes. or walk. I don't care. Just don't bump train. If I'm seeing police there the police. and I've got no money, I'm taking the bus. I'm taking my, my somewhere elsewhere. I'm going to beg. If I need to beg for money, I'll beg for coins. You, you just, you can't. I will shuck and jive outside. I will shuck and jive outside Oxford Circus. <laughs> you, you dub. Let me play, put Spotify on, put Beyonce heated on, I will dance. Uh, you, you give me the money for yeah, the train. You just, you can't, you can't, come on, man, Nadia. You can't bomb train in front of police when you know you're having a knife inside. Especially, you, I'm, I'm, and I'm making it clear, Metropolitan Police and you're brown. She wasn't smart. <laughs> she wasn't smart at all. It was, it was not, it was not, it was not great. Speaking of industry, that was another sequence where I was thinking of industry, the industry finale when Rob um, gets caught with, with cocaine. <laughs> he does another stupid thing. I'm like, what's going on here? At least he's white, so we can at least allow his his stupidity on. on oh, white Rob, that, that's my sweetest of a child. He stresses me out. <laughs> Him and Harper, oh, they stress me out. <laughs> oh, everyone on that show stresses me out. Um, no, I think that's a good point for us to leave it. We'll probably just come back talk about the finale in a couple of days. But still, I'm still on board. I have some things I don't agree with, but generally I'm still quite, I'm still enjoying the show. I'm still enjoying the season. Um, I think Penn is doing an incredible acting job. Um, yeah. I think Tati Gabriel is just 27. What? Yeah. That, like, so she was like 24, 25 when they shot season three. Wow, she was young. How old is yeah, Penn? That, that, actually, that, how old is Penn Badgley? Penn would be late 30s. When was Gossip Girl? Stop it, you're gonna make me feel old. Late 30s, Pen. Damn, I'm old. Adam Brody's in his 40s on OC. Oh, I love Adam Brody. Um, Pen Badgley, Leighton Meester. Yeah, Leighton Yeah, Pen, Pen Badgley's 36. No. Do you know when I was mm. younger, he seemed so much older because I was like, a, I was like, uh, 10, 11. No, how old was I when Gossip Girls at his peak? Nine. Ten when Gossip Girl speaks, so he seems so much older. But then he's he's not much older than me. Then oh damn! But he's mad. You said he's not that much older than you. Not that not as crazy as I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be like forty, forty-one or something. Oh, okay. But he's only thirty-six. So ten years. Yeah, so ten years, about ten, eleven years. So it's not too bad. I've got a chance. <laughs> oh, that was oh that's all okay. That's all we're doing. Okay. This is what okay. I'm tactically thinking. Okay. Anyways, on that note. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you so much, guys. Um, like I said, we'll be back in a couple of days to talk about the finale. Priscilla and Ibibe are talking about Mandalorian already. Ted Lasso next week. Succession on Yellow Jackets, end of the month. I will be on both pods. You can expect that. And we might have some cool stuff for you guys between now and then. Obviously, like, a, like as we mentioned, Priscilla and Jess will be doing movies from April. Some fun movies in April. But yeah, for now, thank you. Please rate and review. Please share the podcast with anyone that you know that cares about films and TV shows. I want to hear other people talk about them. And yeah, we'll be back next week with the one and only Daniel Kaluuya. 
Danakalea playing a serial killer, does that affect anything for you? No, he does too many... I want a rom-com from him. A rom-com, a buddy cop film with Timothy Chalamet, something light. Because he's gone Mr. Heavy for too long. Let's do something nice. Let's... Like, I, I don't know. Like, give me something, you know, like Skins. Like, he's been, he said, I'm a serious actor. And we now know you're an actor. So let's, let's, let's do something like, let's do a bit of Wild Wild West. Have you seen Widows? Oh, my day. He was so good. Also so scary in that. No, I need him to be, him and Timothy Chalamet, they need to call me. Let's do something like, like, Dune and Widows and no. Chalamet is doing, Chalamet is doing what they call it, Wonka. Wonka. How can you that's have, like, that's the only film. Knowing Wonka, it's going to be something dark though. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can't put, Dune is not, like obviously, Dune is not a comedy, but Dune is not, you can't put Dune in the same level as like Widows. No, but because I've read the books, it's oh. very dark. It's very, it's, it's going to get very dark. Anyone who's, um, who's not, if you've not read Dune. Okay, stop, 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 stop. I'm not spoiling, stop. I'm not spoiling, I'm not spoiling. I'm not going to spoil. Uh, okay. I'm going to spoil. Read How have you the read all these books, man? Oh, I love June. Read June and June Messiah. Forget the other books. Just read those two books. June is 700 pages, but it builds the world that when you read June Messiah, it kicks off. Like, Timothy Chalamet will win the Oscar for June Messiah film. Put a bookmark it. That's when he'll win the Oscar. Okay, that'll be the third one. Third one? Zendaya no, no, will as the well. Third, the third movie, the third movie. Yeah, it'll be the third film. Zendaya 2. Zendaya will get her nom for that oh, one. So they're, just, they're just clearing out for... Okay, we'll see. Um, that will be the film. Okay, so we can hold up for that. That'll probably be in five years' time, maybe? Four. Five years' time, you're going to come back and I was right. Fair enough. But in the meantime, she's right on everything else about you and The Mandalorian. And Ted Lasso. So... Join us next week when we'll be joined by Daniel Kalia. Bye, guys. <laughs>